Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cross Council Podcast. I, of course, am your host, John Crevillian, and I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts, Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag. How are you guys today? I'm feeling lovely, like you said. You feeling lovely? Right on, bro. <laughs> Same. <laughs> this is the time of year that we love here in yeah. Texas because it's, yeah, it's beautiful and we can go outside, we can do things, we can have family gatherings and have people over and, you know, we actually go outside. So True. it's kind of nice. Yeah, true. Okay. Right on, right on. What's new with you guys lately? I'm very excited because uh, my my window shades just showed up for my office today, which is awesome. So now I can actually have a little bit of privacy from New Life Chiropractic and whoever else is just trying to work their jobs and they see me just sweating over a computer over here. <laughs> well, good. I'm excited. I, I appreciate having these blinds. <laughs> What about you guys? What's new? I think what you were saying was we, we've been throwing shade at you for not giving you shades. <laughs> Finally, it's my turn to throw shade, literally. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The puns with this group. <laughs> but what's new with you guys? What's happening? I, you know, I'm always encouraged when people respond with emails or when they come in or I see them just around with some of the things that God's doing in their hearts and transforming their lives. And I've actually gotten a few emails. I'm just want to focus on one for today, but if you would indulge me, uh, somebody said, Hey, thanks. They sent me this email saying, thank you for your podcast. There's a little bit of editing on my part just to help it flow, but thank you for your podcast called flipping switches from September 18th. And we've got a lot of feedback on that one because we talked about, um, narcissism to some extent. Mm, yeah. So this, this person said, I just did a session on myself based on the help of your podcast. Now this is per somebody who's been in training before. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I, this person said, I now recognize how manipulated I was by the evil around me as I was growing up. They say, I, I built a, a wall around myself when I was traumatized as a child. It left me mm. feeling overwhelmed, alone, and confused. So not the wall, but just those feelings. That's why you build the wall. Uh, so our family right. also moved to a different state. And there's this huge there was this huge challenge of trying to make new friends. And that didn't help with all the uh, trauma that was going on around this person. So they write, as I stepped into the melt process by myself, this brick wall around me that I had built came tumbling down when they saw Jesus holding their hand. I heard him say, I'll never let go. And this person says, I wanted to stay there forever. And said, my whole body felt like a balloon. So there was, <laughs> this, yeah, pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, after one particular memory was resolved, it was like Jesus and I were looking into that child's future, like the years that followed. Like, I don't know if they were like, whatever, six, eight years old or whatever, but just it, sometimes this happens after a memory is resolved. Okay. So sorry for all my comments here, but, um, so 
this person recognized how they had let go of Jesus' hands so many times and wandered off on on their own. This person also realized how much they compromised God's promises by the actions that they took. They saw how they caved into pleasing others, especially if they thought they had authority over them. Okay, so this was in no small part influenced by legalistic and authoritarian church doctrine. Yeah, that pretty much never helps, right? All right. This person also writes, I saw how patiently Jesus waited for me. He was right there when I returned, eagerly ready to take my hand again. In a sense, Jesus doesn't move, right? He's just there waiting. He walked through several moments with me and several different people in my life. And then this person said, I saw how I had compromised myself, and I recognized how I eventually boxed out each one of them as I traveled through life. And that term boxed out was something from the podcast. Okay, so they boxed them out, these these boundaries that are made out of fear. So Mm -hmm. they conclude with, I understand how I have been attracted to narcissistic people. I made every excuse to help them. And it turns out I was the one that needed help. This moment I had with Jesus concluded with me in the present. As we looked at my now future, it was just a bright space. And it just was so encouraging. And they just conclude with, again, thank you for your podcast. So I love that. That's so great. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Very thoughtful. Man, we need to encourage uh, all the people that are getting ministry to send us information about how they're doing because... You know, I was encouraged listening to that, and I'm sure there's people who have wanted to get ministry but haven't come in because they don't really know what's going to happen. They don't know what result it'll be. They're worried. That's very common, but it's just so great to hear a testimony. Yeah. And did so they cool. they emailed that in, Steve? Yes. Is that okay? Yep. That's a great way to communicate with us. Yeah, and I had a little banter back and forth with them, too, so it was fun. Yeah, that's huge. Guys, if you're listening to this, we uh, we love getting user feedback. We love getting like just feedback from you all from the community. So, you know, please don't hesitate if you want to reach out and, you know, talk about your experience. I would love that. I know Steve and Mary would love that. So, yeah, definitely do that. It makes our days. And it helps other people, too. It really does. It does. Right. It's so fun to know that when people start to get to know the process and they've had several sessions and some people who've gone through training that we as facilitators don't have to be there. Like this person had that connection with Jesus just because they understood the process. They listened to the podcast and it just kind of spurred this thought and this, this road to go down. So, Mm -hmm. and I also think about how excited I am, Mary, for you to be taking this team that when this podcast drops, What'll you be doing? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We'll be training in Bolivia on Monday. Woo. So <laughs> that that's going to be really good too. Cause really you made a good point, Steve, that what we do, what we do, but our, our goal is for people to learn the process of being able to open their hearts and connect with Jesus on their own. Right. Anytime, anywhere. And, and, you know, who knows where where people are going to be down the road. So just to be able to do that, it's our inheritance as his kids to be able to do that. 
And so in Bolivia, we're doing training really more for the leaders to minister to the ladies that um, have have come out of prostitution and are trying to get a new start on their lives. But also the leaders get lots of ministry, too. And our goal is to teach them also how to go to the Lord and to get freedom of the things they deal with all the time in their lives, too. So teaching and training people is a huge part of what we do. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and it's Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday of whatever that is, uh, the 16th, 17th, 18th, you'll still be there through the 23rd. Is that right? Yes. I believe our flight leaves the 23rd. Okay. Yeah. So pray. Pray for us. If you think of us there. Yes. Pause the podcast right now. Pull over. (laughs) Driving. (laughs) So you can pray with your eyes open. Thank you. <laughs> and, exactly. And, and this wasn't on this wasn't on the agenda, but let me just throw this out here just for you know yeah. my, weekly, my my weekly heresy. Not really. Oh boy. But um, <laughs> go ahead. So, so so um Jenny and I had a uh, there were some things going on in our family and there were specifically some things for our uh, uh son and daughter in law that we wanted to be praying for because they were going through a, a rough patch and they had, I, I won't go into it too much, but there was something that they had to go to. I'll just say that. And uh, and so it had already passed. Our, our lives were just so scattered that day. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, uh, I know that they've already gone through this about an hour ago, but Lord, however time works, would you just kind of go back in time and would you apply this prayer <laughs> to like 90 <laughs> minutes ago as they prepared for what they had to, to go through? A very, uh, uh, yeah, it was a funeral. I guess it's not that, but it was a, it was a huge deal. And and so I don't know. Is that I got knew my heart? I don't know how that works, but he's not really <laughs> limited by time. So I'm like, okay, Lord, yeah, let's retroactively pray for them right now. Because interesting, had- that's really cool. Because that's you know, really he already cool. heard he already heard your prayer, you know, before you ever prayed it, because <laughs> yeah. he already knows the beginning from the end, right? Right. So I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that. Oh man. <laughs> This is getting so there's into a that. lot of prayers I could do retroactively <laughs> right. right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, maybe there's a 90 minute limit on it. I don't know because it's like, oh man, when the Packers lost John Wisdom Super Bowl. in the fifth grade, he just yeah. tell him not to do. It. <laughs> tell him not to. You know what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, praying for retroactive wisdom, clarity, and guidance. I love that. I think it's cool. It, it hits the sci-fi nerd in me, so I'm I'm all about it. <laughs> but anyway, I think we can go ahead and get started with what we're talking about today outside of the, the boundaries of space and time here. But first, we're going to get a quick word from Jenny. Fall is here. The seasons are changing, but our God never does. We at Cross Council continue to see Him do quiet but powerful miracles. We work diligently with what God has entrusted to us. We strive to be worthy of this ministry and the beauty of what we see God doing in the hearts of His children. You've heard me say that we never turn anyone away because of their inability to cover the session fee. Would you be willing to cover that fee for someone? Someone in need? Someone you have never met, but someone who would be radically blessed because you gave? $100 covers the cost for one person session, 
we are inviting you to be that blessing to that someone. Donate online at crosscouncil.com. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get started with today's discussion. Uh, today, we're actually going to be talking about uh, struggling with pride. So not too far off from narcissism, certainly, you know, in kind of that same family of, uh, of issues. Um, I think pride has become a very prominent um, thing in the era of social media, you know, like vanity, that sort of thing. To the point where attention, I believe, is kind of like its own currency and its own like drug. And it makes a lot of sense to me because as a millennial, I've grown up with, with technology for a good chunk of my life. And the Zoomers have had like internet, social media their whole lifetime already. And uh, it makes sense that pride would have a stranglehold that it does have on society today. It is a little tough, though, because when you say pride, a lot of people think like, what do you mean? Like, like pride in the work that I do, pride in, you know, like the team that I cheer for, pride in who I am. Like, is there a difference between self-confidence and bragging, that sort of thing? Um, yeah, it's tough to kind of like get our parameters down in order to tackle something as big and ambiguous as this. But uh, what are your guys' initial thoughts on this? Well, it's always important to define terms. So the mm. the easy way to talk about pride from a negative standpoint is just when somebody has an exceedingly high sense of self-regard and that they're mm -hmm. sort of the center of the universe, which in some ways, I think that's how we're sort of oriented as humans with just from a natural standpoint. It's like we're the center of the universe and everybody else exists and revolves around us. Sure, sure. That's, that's certainly it's a developmental issue, and that's like how can a uh, how can a two year old not think that way? Like I don't know how much of that is actually uh, weaned out of us. <laughs> okay, so we are like yeah. My uh, I probably said it before. One of my dad, one of my favorite sayings from my dad. It was a little bit snarky, even though we didn't use that word back then. Was after me, you're first. And I just thought that it was such an acknowledgement <laughs> of pride in people. <laughs> but also there's, you know, if somebody says pride, oh, you can't have pride. Well, there is also this sense of just this feeling that we have uh, of just feeling good about something that we've done that we've achieved. It's when you do mm -hmm. a, when you do a good job on something, you you finish a difficult task, you feel pride, but it doesn't have to be this self-absorbed pride. And it shows up in scripture, Jesus at the baptism and not just at the baptism, but at the transfiguration, there is a voice from heaven from father that says, this is my son who I'm well pleased with. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of pride that, yes, my son here is doing what he's been called to do. He has been walking in obedience. I believe he'll continue to walk in obedience all the way to and through the cross. That's okay. Right, mm -hmm. right. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that as I was thinking about us talking about pride, I looked up in my concordance because I love to just know what words mean. And I looked up pride and the same word is used in scriptures where it's talked about as a negative thing and other scriptures where it's talked about as a positive thing, mm -hmm. the same word. Mm -hmm. So even the context of it makes a difference because one of the words that I looked up 
had these were the definitions for pride. It had arrogance, which to me, that's made sense right away. But then it said majesty, excellency, pomp, like pomp, you know, grandeur. You know, well, obviously, majesty and excellency, those aren't bad things, right? So that was, I just thought that was curious. But then I looked at some of the other scriptures where, you know, the common one that comes to my mind when you talk about pride is pride goes before a fall or pride goes before destruction. Um, mm-hmm. In Proverbs 16, it talks about that. So that's the one that immediately comes to my mind. You know, and that in that context, it is talking about something that's a negative thing. It's, it's an arrogance that uh, we shouldn't have. Um, so, yeah, people have different ways that they look at the word pride. And I think what we're you know, what we want to talk about today is how pride can be a problem, right? The the negative mm-hmm. type of pride that we have that isn't good. Yeah. So just a quick recap, um, pride, what we're talking about isn't like an earned sense of accomplishment. Like I worked hard all year. I, you know, tilling fields and now the harvest is coming in. I'm, I'm glad with the work that I did and I'm seeing the benefits of it now. We're not talking about that. Um, now that we've kind of defined what pride is and what we're kind of talking about with that, what has been your guys' experience as facilitators, you know, as dealing with people? Have you seen a lot of people come through the cross council doors or met with them online who have had a lot of issues, who have been struggling with pride? Uh, have you seen people like that have suffered from the damage of pride and what it's done to their family? Like, what's your guys' experience been with that? I would say that I I don't really even think about that word pride when I minister to people. Um, We know that there's fear and there's other things that are underneath that. And so pride is just really the manifestation of what's going on in their hearts that that causes them to be that way. Um, So I don't really think about that, that people are prideful. I mean, every great once in a while I'll have someone that will be I don't need this. My wife just told me I had to come kind of thing, right? That arrogant attitude, you know, she's the one that Mm -hmm. needs it. I'm good. Yeah. Every, the just very rarely something like that will rear its ugly head. But most of the time I don't really think of pride when I think about people coming in and generally they're, they're humbling themselves to get ministry. So um, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Steve? Yeah, it doesn't necessarily come up directly. Nobody comes in and says, well, I'm so full of pride I showed up here. <laughs> true, the, true. The, the, it, that's the thing that keeps people away for the most part. Like if there was, if you were, I don't know if you put one word on things, but, but yeah, when somebody says, you know what, I can deal with this myself. Well, you know mm-hmm. what? Good luck if you can. You know, we're not created to deal with things ourselves. I mean, even set aside that we've got a savior that not only saves us from our sin, but saves us from ourselves and our thoughts and that kind of thing. But we're also created to live in communities. So just that whole idea of a lo- when somebody says I can take care of things myself, um, I think that has to do with fear. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I'm, a, I'm afraid to bring those things out into the light. I'm afraid to have things exposed mm-hmm. so that, you know, you can say pride, but that doesn't get people anywhere. They can just beat themselves up. You know, if you just say, well, you're just too prideful to come, mm-hmm. well, then people are just going to kick against that, too. Well, you're so fr- prideful to, to say that. 
Mm-hmm. That doesn't that doesn't help anybody. Um, so I think it's more the what keeps people away, and people who say, "Well, I can just I can just talk to somebody else about it." You know, there are things that you can just talk to people about, but again, you can talk about things without actually getting into the 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 nitty gritty stuff. The, you know, right? You, you keep, or maybe not even be honest, really. Well, yeah, exactly. Totally. All in the, exactly. Uh, yeah, and yeah, you you just give your narrative to the side of the story. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not difficult. I can make myself look like the hero on many different levels. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or like, I'm not, I'm not that messed up that I would need to go to a place like cross council. It's like, well, guess what? Everybody's messed up and they need mind renewal. And Hey, this is a great place mm-hmm. to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So mm-hmm. again, that's insecurity, the justifications yes. that we have. So what the way the pride really shows up is, is in the uh, resistances that we have. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, we, we run across that all the time, even when people are as best as they can tell, completely open to doing whatever they need to do within a session. And yet the, the defenses rear their ugly head, but they're really not that ugly in their own mind mm-hmm. because that's why they're there. Like mm-hmm. the, the defenses that we have that are bolstered by lie-based thinking that's what creates the pride of the walls, the insulation, those kind of things. But yeah, mm-hmm. when people are open to recognizing those things, Jesus meets them in those objections. And, yeah. And that's what starts to soften people. Oh, I didn't know Jesus did that. I didn't know he cared that way. I just had somebody say, it felt like Jesus was chipping away at some walls, this wall in my heart. And that was just two hours ago. <laughs> somebody mm-hmm. said that. Really? Like, okay, cool. After the set, like after we had kind of come up for air after the session, as we were just kind of uh, decompressing, it was like, mm-hmm. and he puts his hand on his heart and says, I just felt like Jesus was chipping away. I'm like, that's how this works. Yeah. It's interesting that just, just the other night, Wes and I were driving back from uh, an hour long trip and we were talking about a person who we went to a an event for a young person who was being promoted in their church and um, great guy, really someone we, we love and has so much potential and very godly, good heart. Um, but we know there's some things going on there that, that over, over time can cause him to derail if he doesn't deal with them. And we were just talking about, do you think, you know, that if left by themselves, if we if we didn't encourage them along that direction, do you think they'd ever look at that, you know? And and you know, probably not because they're on a track for success, right? They're on a track within the church for success and they're young, they're in their 20s, early 20s actually. Would they be willing to bring something out? that's going to cause the leadership or those over them or anyone really to look at them and think, Oh man, you're not who we thought you were kind of thing. Right. That, that, when then we got to talking about that whole trap that the enemy keeps people in, especially if they're visible, right. People who are in the public eye or people that are even in their church in the public eye, he keeps them in this place where they're afraid to be transparent because they're worried about what's going to happen with their career, their future, 
you know, if they admit things that nobody else is admitting, even though probably everyone else is dealing with some form of that same thing. So just how hard it is. And we would, we might cause, call that pride, right? They're too proud to deal with an issue they have, but it's really fear. Like you said, Steve, it's the fear of what's going to happen if I was to be open and honest about this thing. You know, is it going to derail my career? Is it going to brand me forever? It's, is it going to whatever? And those are all thoughts the enemy tells us, you know, to keep us from coming to Jesus and coming clean with everything. You know, but the truth is that the Lord works good through those situations and, and it matures us and it actually makes people, though those who, who really do understand the chastising of the Lord, it makes those people actually trust you more because you were willing to be honest about something that could be considered shameful or painful. This has been the Cross Council Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, share with your friends, and look for us on social media. The world will become a much better place, and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by His truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody.